Excuse me. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Hi, Brandon. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm here having a discussion with Brandon. And today we are talking about how we, as human breathing conscious life forms, use our bodies to translate it to translate the universe uh, into something, into something that we can categorize and label and call something and talk about and describe and experience in some kind of experiential way. <laughs> so the universe is stuff. It's made up of, you know, it's just whatever you want to think of the basic stuff that the universe is made out of. Um, we usually go with energy or consciousness or just whatever you want to call that basic stuff that the universe can be formed out of that material, for lack of a better word. So there's all that stuff that's just stuff. It's just that one thing. And then it creates everything. It creates the universe out of itself. And now you have creation and planets and stars and a whole universe. And all of the stuff in that universe is information. Uh, the formless turning into form in formation. And that's all it really is. It's just, it's just that stuff that's turned into separate stuff and our roles are part of our roles as human breathing conscious life forms here on earth is to translate that information into something because life is all about creation reality existence is all about creation and new experiences and stuff and so we have, we have these bodies that have senses, and our senses are designed to take in information, such as wavelength of sound or color. But the way we, the way our senses interpret the information of the universe, isn't absolute. It's not true. It's not. It's not a fact that the sky is blue. It's not a fact that space is black. It's not a fact that a tree is even a tree. It's just us taking that information and assigning those labels to it. So we like taking light through our eyes and we see the range of colors we do. We see the sky as blue. We see trees as green. But that's just from our perspective. If you take an animal that doesn't see or hear in the same uh, range of light or sound, then they're going to have a whole other experience taking in the exact same information. So in the same way that we take in information and translate it into a color or a sound that isn't truth like that's not truth it's not absolute because it's not the same from all perspectives and we can we can think of that in a physical way like that we can think of that just like i'm talking about now with um we can think of it in like a sensual way like that, as in our senses taking in information, or we can apply the same thing to just our perspective on situations or our perspective on, you know, it's like humor. Not everybody finds the same stuff funny. That doesn't mean one person's wrong and one person's right. People just have different experiences that uh, make them take in information differently. So when you apply that 
exact same kind of uh that same kind of logic to bad situations you might run into you can see how you have multiple perspectives that you're able to take it from just like a light wave of a certain wavelength different perspectives can translate that light wave in in different ways and get a different image out of it we can translate situations in a different way to get a different image out of it We have to realize that we have this control, though, because too often people find themselves in a situation and just react to it in a way that they feel like they're supposed to act because of just how they were brought up or their past experiences in life or just what they consider to be a social norm or what is a social norm, I guess. Nobody said a social norm tend to be normal. And when you, you really give yourself an ability when you can when you can realize that, that even your thoughts on the situation, it's not absolute, it's not truth. It's just where you're seeing it. It's just the image you're seeing from your perspective. The only difference is we can't biologically anyway shift what you know range of light we see and what range of sound we hear, but we can shift what range of perspective is in. We can shift the space from which we're viewing a specific situation. We can decide what we get out of a certain situation. And if we can decide what we can get out of a situation, then why wouldn't we decide to get something good out of it? And what's good? Satisfaction. Just that... Just stuff that makes you feel good, that feel-good feeling that Mm, oh yeah <laughs> just think that just when something makes us feel good that good that not not when something makes you happy and you say oh that makes me happy or this is funny it makes me laugh but just when something makes you feel that satisfaction that you can't describe other than just to think like ah oh, it feels good And that, that feel-good feeling that you get from that is when something takes you out of your day. It's when something takes you out of your thoughts and distracts you from the constant running your mind probably does if you're like most people, but it doesn't distract you, distract it with something else. It distracts it with just openness and spaciousness in your mind to where it's not it it doesn't focus you on something specific to distract you it just leaves your mind open to doing whatever task you're doing and that can be you know anything for most people it's you know maybe playing a sport or even playing a video game or doing a puzzle, painting, playing music, just anything that people like to do. They Anything they like to do that they're not doing for any reason other than it's just satisfying to them. It just gives them that feel-good feeling. And if you do, especially if you have a broad range of interest, what you can eventually realize is that that feeling that you get, that that feeling, that good feeling, it doesn't change across what you're doing. There might be different things that give you that feeling, but that feeling of just like real satisfaction doesn't change. It's That's the feeling that you're seeking out of the thing you're doing. And you might have different ways of getting that feeling, but it's still that feeling. And what you can take from that is that Basically, that you can get that feeling from anything, really. You can, once you re really recognize that feeling and you recognize the steps that whatever your method is, when you recognize the steps that your method uses to take you there and you recognize and you're mindful of 
what your mind's doing and what your feelings are doing while going to that place, then you can, just like I said, really learn to find that in anything, even stuff most people don't like doing. Like I've found it in, you know, doing dishes before, you know, just sitting there and just getting in a zone and just not thinking about much and just getting in that flow state of just doing dishes or raking. That's one that I found that, that I actually enjoy doing now, <laughs> just getting in that moment, just raking. And when you learn to, the more things you learn to find that feeling in, obviously the more available that feeling is to you. And eventually when you learn to just, when you realize and learn that you can just feel that feeling throughout your day with anything, and you might, you're not going to feel it with everything, but anything is possible to get it through. And the more you can get it through, the more of your day will be filled with that. And when more of your day is filled with that, that spacious satisfaction, then the less of your day there is that's filled with things that are satisfactions but aren't healthy for you or aren't doing anything for you or are costing you money that you don't want to spend. And just overall things that you do it, you get that hit of satisfaction, and then it's gone. Because that's what, that's what most of those do. Like, especially if you don't realize that feeling that you're going after, like you don't realize, like the problem people get caught in is they say, eat a piece of food that tastes good. And then it gives them that feeling that just good feeling is pleasing to them. It's satisfying. And then they get that feeling confused with the way of getting there. So they think, oh, like I want, I want a piece of cheesecake or I want a piece of this or I'm, I don't know, I want a cigarette or I want, I mean, it can be anything, just anything that people find unhealthy satisfactions in. Once you break the connection between that actual object and that feeling and you realize that that food you're eating isn't the feeling you want, it's just taking you to it and there's other ways to get to that feeling then you can really start to, just like I said, incorporate it into the rest of your day. And once you're able to incorporate that feeling into the rest of your day without those unhealthy satisfactions and methods of getting there, then, I mean, I mean, that kind of, that just kind of sums it up there. Like just the less of your day there is that's filled with stuff you don't want to fill it with. And the more of your day there is that's filled with the feeling that you get from the stuff you don't want to fill it with without having to go through the avenue of the stuff you don't want to fill it with. I think this is where people get you know caught up in all kinds of addictions a lot is they just, they don't, they're not finding that feel good feeling except in the ways that, you know, they're addicted to. And when... And when you're not mindful and you're just hopping from one satisfaction to the next, like a lot of people do, because they think that the method is going to bring the satisfaction and they, for, I don't know, maybe think it's going to stay around, but it never does. Um, but when people think it's going to, then they start becoming real uncomfortable with the space in between satisfactions because they realize that, you know, that satisfaction, well, it's not there because they're still craving whatever they were craving. And eventually when you start to focus enough on those, enough on other stuff that brings you that feeling that's better for you, I shouldn't even say focus on because you don't, you don't even really have to focus on it. At a point, once you do that enough and you find that feel-good feeling and enough stuff that, even just stuff that's different than how you would normally find it, but in stuff that's 
just comes your way naturally. The more you can find that feeling and the more you can recognize that feeling is separate from the method, the more you see that feeling. Well, like I said, the more you see the feeling throughout the day, but then at a point you get, you get to where you're just walking around and like, you just catch some trees the right way and <clears throat> you just catch some trees the right way that look just right and you get that feeling or you know you catch the sun setting and you get that feeling or you see you just see an ant walking around and you just notice it and it just gives you that feeling because it well for really for one it's really putting you in the present moment it's catching your attention off guard and kind of like Oh, look at me, you know, <clears throat> and this is where it helps a lot to like we were talking about before that it's not bad to have labels about stuff and to separate things into groups, but it's not good to look at those labels and think that's what it actually is. And the more we're able to practice being open to realizing realizing that those labels aren't actually what the thing is, the more we're able to just walk around life not labeling things. And when you don't label things, so when you put a label on something, like you know what the moon is because you were showed it and you were told that's the moon. And somebody like your parent or whatever gave you put that label on the moon as the moon. And so that's what you now know it as. So when you see it, you think moon. And then you think whatever you know about the moon. Or when you see a tree, you think tree. Or a car, you think car. And when you can get to where you can look at stuff without automatically throwing those labels on it, those thoughts don't just pop up right away. And when those thoughts don't pop up right away, you're left with that openness in your mind. Those That word moon and those thoughts about the moon or whatever you're looking at don't flood into your mind as soon as you look at it. And when you're able to look at it without attaching labels and words to it, then you get to see it for what it is. And when you see something for what it is, it's, it's satisfying. <laughs> like, you know, when you see something, like when you see something and you feel satisfied looking at it and you don't know why, that's just like the purest level of satisfaction that you can get. Okay, so just a quick recap. Definitely, you, you nailed it good. Um, but like uh, you were saying from the beginning, when we think about, we, we backsource to what everything came from, that original energy, that original consciousness. And that is, um, we'll just call it the singularity. And that is anything and everything you can think of within reason and laws of the universe, that is this singularity from what could happen to what actually has happened. It's all there because it's all in this field of possibilities. It is the infinite. And when you realize the insane amount of infinite, you can really pick apart and see how many perspectives there are to have. And so we also like to talk about us being a happening in a part of the universe. We are the universe, essentially. We're just that very small bit of it. And really, what's our purpose of life? We don't exactly have a real purpose. We're just living and experiencing. We're just a part of the universe putting in our voice, I guess you could say, on this 
wave of infinite possibilities, the field of all possibilities, or the FAP as we like to call it. <laughs> so whatever could happen in the universe is a sure possibility. There's no right or wrong, as we always say. And it's... <laughs> I wish I could do that right now. <laughs> that was louder than I thought. I probably was hoping it wouldn't pick up, but. And so, like, you just think about it in the creation of the universe and our solar system. What if one star just waited a few years longer to die in supernova? Then maybe our solar system wouldn't have had enough debris it needed to form the exact way it did. Perhaps it would be completely different if one star just waited a few minutes or a couple of years to explode. And the same goes for you in all your daily life actions and responses to whatever may come throughout your day. And you have that ability to choose your own experience. You are this conscious being playing your part in the universe. And it's the universe of infinite possibilities within reason of what's happening in the universe. And within that reason, it could be, of course, you're not just going to be a superhero and fly away. You're not going to get superpowers. It's not like that but it's how you act and react to situations and what you, information you project out into the universe and how you receive information as well. And so any kind of situation, you have the choice of experience. You could be nice about the situation. You could be a dick about the situation. You could be contemplative about the situation. <laughs> So ultimately, <laughs> you have the decision to play whatever role you want in whatever situation is coming at you. And it's just, it's like when we have those thoughts of things we want to do, but then we quickly realize, like, I don't want to do that. Like when you're in a fit of anger and you just want to punch something or tip that table and you're like, no, 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 let's not do that. But you easily could have just done that. You have the ability to make all these decisions and choices. You can play out your life so many different ways, and there's no wrong or right to it because, once again, you're just playing your part of the experience. It's just what part of that experience do you want to play out, and that's kind of why this consciousness is so unique is because we actually get to play our part in the universe. We can make decisions how we want. And this, it goes so far, you can, like you were saying, you can find this contentment, your happiness, this just happy spot in any situation. It's just how you're viewing it and really just what you want out of the situation, what you want out of life in general. Because, of course, whatever actions you have are going to have their consequences and um, achievements, I guess. So when you're trying to experience... Or, when you're looking at how you want to experience life, you really have to take that into account in every situation you're a part of because, because that is going to affect your experience in the universe and how you are feeling at the time. And you are also saying of how we're always trying to just fulfill all these desires and we always have these direct routes like when we come home from work and we grab the beer and we turn on the tv and we just 
a lot of us think like, I don't know, we're not happy with our lives and we could be doing more, but this is our satisfaction. Like we get off work or downtime, the time we don't enjoy, then we come home, our little time left, we just want to enjoy. So we go to that straight go-to that we know is going to get us there. And we sort of just start ignoring all those outside experiences that we could be playing a part of and dabbling in and just creating our own new experiences. And it's you can go through the same experience ten times and still find something new each time. And it's like if you go to an antique store you're walking through, you could visit that antique store probably ten times in the same day. And each walkthrough you're going to find something new that's going to catch your eye. Just because in an antique store, there's always just so much going on. There's so much to look at. And it's the same with the universe. I mean, just look at it. There's so much you can get apart, get into and be a part of. <laughs> you could, if you like listening to music, pick up an instrument. Maybe you can enjoy that. Maybe not. Just, there's so much things you could do if you were a little more open-minded and just take things in with an open perspective to say, how do I want to involve this experience in my life? Do I want this experience involved with my life? Instead of just closing off doors, open all these doors and just go exploring. Because like you said, there's no one way just to get to one thing there's a million different outlets to get this satisfaction out of and kind of look at it as like a goal sometimes when you have the opportunity to do something new like don't think of it as oh that's not something i like to do or you know that's not something i'm interested in you can almost take it as like a challenge and think like can i find it in this activity like can i do this can i can i be good enough at this just to find that good feeling let's just think of uh, your example of always eating it's just like trying new food like i know a lot of people that just will try new food just because you never know when that delicious food's just gonna come around the corner and you're just gonna love it you're like, how could I have been missing that from my life for so long? Yeah. And that's just, it's everyday life experiences. You just never know what you could get into unless you really step into those shoes and do it. Some things may be for you, some things may not be. Once again, it's what experience do you want to carry out in the universe? You want it to be fun? It's like if you go on a road trip and you're just a homebody and you just want to stay home and play video games and that's all you're thinking about the whole time you're on this road trip. Everybody else is, oh, look at all this new scenery and and just enjoying themselves and you're just, I just want to play video games. I want to be home. You're just missing out on the experience. Yeah, especially in in that kind of situation because at that point you're not even, you're not declining to, necessarily try something new but you're already in that situation where you're doing something new and different it's like if you're already in that situation anyway then just experience it when you're already in a situation that you're deciding you don't want to be in You're pretty much setting yourself up for failure to have it in good time. Yeah, when you can, like I said, when you're in, anytime you're in a new situation, you should at least just check it out, you know, consciously just check it out, feel it out, see what it's about. You don't have to go into it with the mindset that like, oh, this is going to be something I love, but don't go into it with, oh, I'm going to hate doing this. This sounds boring. I don't want to do this. Because you can get that satisfying feeling out of anything, even something that's boring. 
I think a lot of us just don't involve in things out of spite. Yeah. And I know, like, I'm definitely guilty. Like, like an app game like uh, Flappy Bird or Flappy Bird or Angry Birds, like. There's so much people find so much enjoyment, and I'm sure I would too. But just oh, because you're playing that Flappy Birds, I'm not playing that fucking game. Yeah, just because <laughs> it's such a big thing, like I don't even want to be involved with. Like, yeah, I just that, do it out of spite. Yeah, I was on MySpace for quite a while after Facebook came out, just because of that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and some things we just do it because there's just one thing that's off-putting. Or some relation we find, and we're yes. just this is disgusting. No, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> I do that a lot with words. There's a lot of words that I find myself like wanting to use, but then I don't want to say them because, like, <laughs> either people I don't think are great people say them, or I just hear it all the time, or it's like the new thing, so I don't want to say it. Yeah. Until I start running into too many situations where I'm like, oh fuck, this just fits. <laughs> this is just the word I want to use right here. I didn't start using so Gucci till. Several years after it was dead. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yes, it's the same thing. And then I had to consciously make that decision to, like, I don't know, like, I'm still, I'm still letting the fact that these people are saying it control me just as much as somebody who's saying it just because everybody else is saying it. It's, you know, putting me in the opposite direction, but I'm still letting it control me and I'm not I'm not doing something I want to do or saying something I want to say because of some completely insignificant association I have with it. Like fire for something good. <laughs> or, dope for something like, <laughs> that was a big one i'm just like ah oh, fuck <laughs> it just fits here, <laughs> it gives me something else to say besides like a select other two or three words to mean this is good mm-hmm. <laughs> we just we a lot of us just become so close-minded and just set in our ways we forget even just the little things, like <laughs> that little, huh? Yeah, <laughs> just listening to a band or a certain show because of the stigma behind yeah, that's it. A big it's one. just you just get rid of that experience. You never know. You could love it. Yeah, you really. Could if you love do, it. you don't have to tell people. Yeah. You don't have to tell people you liked it. You can still enjoy it and still take something out of it. Do it in private. Do do your ballet in private. Yeah. <laughs> Behind closed doors. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. Exactly. We all have them. If you don't want it public, then don't make it public. <laughs> but really, I think you should own up to it. I think so. It's you. But if it's... I, I'm, I'm a big person when it comes to anxiety and comfort. I kind of like closed doors, so... Definitely understand. <laughs> Just going back, it's what you want out of life and realizing there's a million ways to get there and there's a million perspectives to have and not millions, infinite on both of those. It's take what you get. Plus, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, if you're, if you're, you know, especially if you're a teenager or you're 20, 30 years old, like, what are you going to do? Just find satisfaction in the same one or two things for the rest of your life until you die and then be there dying and just think of all these things you didn't do and just not have anything to just, like, reflect on your life about? Or wishing you had more time to do a bunch of stuff you wanted to do that you didn't. And you never know when things are going to change in your life and when you're going to need that new experience. Or when you'll get the chance to have that new experience again. Exactly. And (laughs) just a stupid example, like when I was a kid, real young, like probably five or six, 
I just remember thinking I wanted like I was like if these two movies could just loop on television for the rest of my life I'd be so happy and it was like it was some Looney Tunes movie in like Land Before Time Liar Liar and Jingle All the Way for me <laughs> but I remember I remember that like it was such a vivid memory and years later I just it just came up and it, I was just reflecting upon it I was like I never wish to see either either of those <laughs> movies ever again. You were so sure before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sure that you'd just be content the rest of your life doing that. Yep. And it's I was, soon enough, a few years, I'm like, absolutely not. That's insanity. Yep. <laughs> so you never know when that change is going to happen and when you just might need that extra outlet to get you out of a situation. Luckily for me, there's... Millions of movies out there. <laughs> My wish didn't come true. I had other movies to choose from. <laughs> but in life, you're never certain on what things are going to be around and what experiences you might have. And it's just hanging out with your parents or other relatives. Like, it's something I think a lot of us would be like, hey, we should probably spend more time with these people or even just uh, our friends or special ones in general. We sometimes think we should devote more time to these people, but then we're too involved with our own lives. So we just have our own set ways, our own experiences we just want to have. And then what if that person dies the next day? Then you're forever left without having that experience. Right. So... Just realizing the change, and change is only the, cons- the only consistency, maybe that can help push you to experience more. Definitely helps with a lot, just recognizing that. Yeah. That change is the only consistency. Because like you said, you see, you see more things as windows of opportunity instead of just something you can put off till later. And when you see those windows, you know, you want to take them, not just because, not just because you might miss the opportunity, opportunity to do that. But if you decide later that you want to do it, or you're put in a situation that you have to do whatever it is, then you, who knows what opportunities you could miss having to do that later than you could have. I actually watched a really good Ted talk on that. And the guy was just explaining, like, he had this plan, and he was just going to work real hard to a certain point, and then him and his wife could retire, and they'll just have all this time in the world to just do whatever they want. So he was missing birthdays. Like, he was busting his ass. He was just a workaholic. It was work, work, work. And then he he had some uh, life-threatening situation happen to him, some disease, cancer, or something. And he literally almost died, and that's when he realized, like, wow, I haven't done anything I should have been doing. Like, I could have just missed out on all these experiences, but I was too involved in just this one dedication. So he was just wasting his life to try and get to this goal, and that goal so far away when he needs to be experienced life now because he never knew if he was even going to reach that goal, right? especially after his life-threatening disease. And luckily for him, he had a recovery, so he was able to find or see that and say, okay, I need to be more involved with now and not be so worried about later, because later will come eventually. I'll get there. But now is what's happening now. There's so much involvement. I need to be involved to have that satisfying life. It's also a good example of what we were talking about earlier when where you don't know if a situation is good or bad, you know, whatever happened to him, whatever disease he had, you know, he probably had negative thoughts about it and was like, Oh, you know, I might die now. And his family was probably like, Oh, he's, you know, this is terrible. He's going to die. But, you know, the outcome of that was he, they get to see more of him now and they get to have more experiences with him and more time with him because, he had that realization that he wouldn't have had and he might have kept working like he was until, you know, his wife died or something or the people he, he was saving up 
to just, spend time with when he retired. You know, something might have happened to them. and Yeah. But now something seemingly bad happened that ended up basically giving him life again. Plus life, I mean, that's what life is all about is just playing and being, making yourself into different characters and having different experiences and like people just limit themselves so much compared to their potential. Not even necessarily, I mean, not even like necessarily their potential for success or money or material things they want, but just their potential to have uh just a general well-being in life and just generally a good experience and healthy mind lots of those lots of those satisfactions those real you know untranslated it <laughs> satisfactions <laughs> now so many like uh the whole you know attaching to your method of getting there instead of recognizing what you're getting at you know like one of my favorite analogies for that is I don't remember who he said said it or if he even knew, but Alan Watts mentions in his one talk about, I'm not going to pretend I remember exactly what he said, <laughs> but I've heard him say it a hundred times, but he's basically talking about painting a sunset on a window instead of just opening the window and looking at it. You know, you're, you're painting your translation. Like you took, you taken that image of the sun. Well, you took in the image of a previous sunset into your mind you know what it looks like you know what it's shaped like you know what the colors are like and that image from the universe is coming into your mind and translating into color and shape and form like tangible visual form and then you're translating that again through a painting onto this window and like that's all you're looking at is a translated skewed view of what you could be looking at directly so much missing out yeah and that's like that's that analogy is exactly what you're doing when you identify and attach so much to your methods of getting those feel-good feelings and your methods of finding satisfaction plus once you once you really get a feel for being able to see that good feeling and get that good feeling through just everything that comes your way in life it just really uh it really frees up space for your mind to kind of play because you're not focused on like oh i gotta get home to watch tv or i can't wait for my smoke break or you know your mind isn't caught in those attachments waiting for waiting. the next thing yeah exactly and it just frees it up for presence for one when you're not attached to what's coming and what happened you're in the present and that just magnifies that good feeling you know even more that's what gets you into that flow state into that just contentment like we've talked about like you mentioned before everybody takes the word contentment to be like a settling for or you know not terrible but things could be better kind of view but contentment is just being in a situation where you wouldn't change anything so just all right yeah it's it's like (laughs) almost perfection it's the complete opposite of how people take it to mean and just thinking there's an infinite amount of possibilities why would you just want to limit your experience to just a few things you maybe have this one life you should want to experience as much as possible just get into it dive it's just like exploring if you go to the park you don't want to walk the same trail every day you want to walk all the trails of the park right you want to see all the park you don't limit yourself and i think a good distinction between like when we're talking about healthy satisfactions and like those cheap fixes and just easy satisfactions that aren't necessarily healthy for you. I've kind of been thinking as we were talking about this, like how to make that distinction or how to define one from the other. And I think a good way to 
make that distinction is to think about the thing that makes you satisfied. And is it putting more clutter into your mind? Like, is it making you think in words more? Or is it making you not really be able to describe what you're feeling, therefore not being able to think about it in words and therefore not filling your mind with descriptions and labels, but still appreciating what you're experiencing. And when you can, like I said before, when you can appreciate what you're experiencing without the clutter of your mind, it's just such an open and infinite, just spacious appreciation. And when you're doing something that's like watching TV, for example, like when I say something that makes you think more, like if you're watching TV, you know, if you're caught up in other people's drama, you know, you're thinking, oh, is this person going to get voted off? What's happening? You know, <laughs> what's, oh, I can't believe this person did that to that person. Or, I mean, even if it's something good, like, oh, you know, that, that was funny what that person said. Or, you know, oh, I get that joke because of this, this, and this. And because this person did this in a past episode. And now, you know, and if something's, if something's only satisfying you because it's getting your mind going, that's that's what I'm basically referring to as a not healthy uh, method of satisfaction. Like if you're like for me, like one of the like healthier ones that's like almost overwhelming to me sometimes. <laughs> it's so satisfying is just uh, like being at the ocean, just a combination of hearing the waves come in and seeing the waves come in and feeling them, you know, go over my feet when I'm lock, you know, walking along the beach and feeling the sand between my toes and feeling the sun and just the good weather and like all of that comes together. Even each thing individually is all stuff that doesn't make, it doesn't put thoughts into my head. It might trigger thoughts. Like I might step in the sand and be like, Oh, that feels like this, but that part's on my end. You know, I'm not having to figure out the sans drama. I'm not having to understand, you know, what the ocean did to a fish in a past episode. You know, I'm not having to put stuff together like that because it's all present and it's all just what it is. It's all stuff that we have descriptions and labels for it, but you don't have to think in those descriptions and labels to experience it fully or to understand it and when there's just all those comments so when you like when all those get put together it's just so much so many satisfying stimulating things but it's all satisfying in a way that instead of making me think and putting words in my head it's like i mean sometimes like stuff like that just literally when someone says like oh this left me speechless like you know, that's a real thing. And, you know, that's like the best kind of satisfactions are the ones that make you feel so good that you there's just no way for you to describe it or put it into words. Because you're seeing it out of it. Exactly. You're, yeah, you're seeing <laughs> it. Another point I want to make is if you do have these things, these go-to things that you know will give you that satisfaction – I think it's good to use these sparingly because you never know when it's going to lose their luster. And sometimes you may need to be, it's like a coping skill when you need to get tossed out of a state. If you're just having a horrible day and you really need that thing. You, you want it to know, be effective. Yeah, you want it to be just as exciting as it was before. Yeah, you don't want to be desensitized to something that you're counting on pulling you out of something. Yeah. And it's just like it's like listening to uh, your new favorite song, and you just listen to it on repeat. Then within a few weeks, you're like, I don't want to listen to that song anymore, <laughs> and it's just gone. Like that was your go-to for so long, and then just one day, oh nope. And so it's just in those stressful situations, like, um, do you know how many times I've listened to Homie? <laughs> I'm not the slightest <laughs> bit tired of it. <laughs> but okay. in 99% of situations, you're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things, like guitar playing. Like, I can play guitar anytime. It doesn't get tiring. Right. 
But there's just the some things, uh, drinking or smoking. Sometimes that should be a special occasion, especially if you have trouble putting things down, like an alcoholic. Like maybe a drink, maybe not as far as an alcoholic, but if you have that tendency to drink a lot and you're drinking over a funeral, it's probably not going to give you that cheery joyness. You're just going to be drowned in sorrows and everything. When there's those people that will save things like that for those special occasions. And it's a more warm and welcoming feeling. Because it's labeled as a special occasion and they know it's a treat. Yeah, it automatically, it just automatically makes it something good. You know, something better and it's... It's that break. It, it can be that break in consistency that you need if it's not something that's consistent for you. And like you said, when you're like down or something, if you're depressed, and like it's not bad to indulge into those kind of satisfactions. Absolutely, like not. those quote unquote unhealthy ones. It's only unhealthy if you're excessive in it, and if they're you're doing them to like you said the point where they're not. It doesn't give you the same satisfaction it did, because also like you said you want stuff like that around for when you need to when you need it to pull you out of something and if you overindulge in it then it just loses its ability to do that or it's like you just food. start taking Even... things for granted sorry <laughs> that's fine i was just gonna say it <laughs> granted granted <laughs> but it's like food you know everybody gets to the point with some food at some point where they eat it for a few days and it can be their favorite food but you know they don't want it forever and it's the same thing it's just it's not so in your face when it's something like watching tv you know like with food or something yeah it's like oh it's literally the same exact thing so i know i don't want this but with you know watching a TV show, well, like, at least the episodes are different. Yeah, you know? you're not watching the it same you, thing. It just gives you just enough to keep drawing you into it, even if it's not making you feel the same way it did, because you keep watching it, like, expecting it to, you know, and you think it's gonna. And it's like... It's like uh, chasing <laughs> chasing those satisfactions like that, it's like a it's like a bull and a matador, <laughs> and you know like there's something holding that bull cape. Is there what are they? Is there like a, an official name for those? Oh no, I don't, I don't know. Just but, that red cape you see in cartoons. Yeah, just that thing. <laughs> Bullfighter cape. Yeah. <laughs> so chasing those satisfactions is like seeing that bullfighter cape and thinking that. You're going to get there, go through it, and you're going to have what you want, and you're going to be satisfied and content. But as soon as you're, you know, as soon as you get it, it's taken away from you, and you see there was nothing there the whole time that satisfaction, that satisfaction wasn't there because you were attaching not to the satisfaction. Well, you shouldn't attach to the satisfaction, but you unattach to get to the satisfaction. But <laughs> <laughs> you, it's not there because you were attached to the method of getting there and the method of getting there is, is not it. I think we all have the experience to bring back the TV example, like how it's kind of tricky and we just keep getting sucked into it. Cause there's that little change, but I'm sure we've all turned on the TV or turned on Netflix and we're just channel surfing or browsing and we're like, nothing's appealing these shows all suck. I don't want to watch any of these. But you're still so dead set on just trying to find a show to watch. Yeah, that you when, spend like a whole show length yeah, looking for... When you could easily just, okay, this isn't what I want to do. Let's turn this off and do something else. Right. <laughs> Let's be productive. Let's get a new experience in here. Let's pick up a new hobby. It's, I know, we're going to find something to watch, damn it. Right. Or just learn about something like when you can just getting to the point to where learning about stuff is satisfying, like having stuff you're interested in and then learning about those things or becoming interested because you learned about something. But once you get to the point to where learning new things is satisfying, then like satisfaction is literally endless 
You know, there's always something to learn about. Exactly. And there's so much that you'll find something. And when you, like, the more of these things you have, the more of these healthy ways of finding that fe good feeling that you have, like, obviously, the less stale all of them are going to get. And the more fresh it'll be because you have more to cycle through. You got all these fallbacks now when you're in those bad states, down states. You can, oh, well, let's just go out and see what we can get into. Yeah. Yeah, when you keep an open mind like that and you're just, in general, open to new experiences, you can have experiences without ever, you know, intending to. You know, like you said, just... Let's just go and see see what happens. Let's get in the car and drive around. If we see somewhere we want to stop, let's stop. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not open minded just if you're not open minded just to the fact of having new experiences in general, then like that's you're not even gonna want to make that first step to go out. Also the more the broader range of things you can find satis satisfaction in, the more uh, the more new satisfying things there are that can come out of those, like out of combinations of those. You know, like I don't alcohol know. and bowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah. Or podcasts on motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> the hog vlog. <laughs> the hog vlog. <laughs> Nothing but beef there. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that'd be pork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, it's literally taking the experience, experience to the next level, combining all the experience to come up with even more new experience. Yep, and you know what happens when you combine all the experiences with all the experiences? You're at the fab. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> and fab feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just really allows you to release everything you've been attaching to. <laughs> it's all about planting those new seeds. <laughs> <laughs> well put <laughs> so in conclusion the the biggest takeaways from this talk is one you do make everything what it is you, the situations you find yourself in, you have the complete, <laughs> you have <laughs> the complete conscious ability <laughs> to change your experience in any situation. It's just all about where you put your perspective. And just like we translate light into different colors and images in our mind, we choose how we translate situations and how we take them and their effect on us. And the other big takeaway from this is to realize that you can find that good feeling that, you, that you're looking for when you do things that you like to do. That, that satisfaction, you can get that in anything. It's not exclusive to any one method. And the more you, you're open to that, and the more you realize that, and the more you walk around seeing that good feeling or that satisfaction or that it, the more you see that connection to just the source of everything, the more content you are through life, the more just good feelings you walk through life realizing. So I think that's going to wrap it up for me and Brandon tonight. Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed listening and got something out of this. If you did, please hit that subscribe, hit that like, leave a comment below for 
future video discussions or things you'd like us to recap or go a bit further in depth on. Topic suggestions, questions you might have. We love to hear Help it with all. Anything. All of it. <laughs> Give it to us. So I hope you all have a nice, wonderful, beautiful day and happy adventures. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>